Welcome to the Hugh Goes Best Pod, episode two. Uh, catch feelings, catch flights, and feelings, <laughs> or not. Um, got a special guest today, uh, a fellow uh, Bison alum. Uh, you know, we rocking. We repping Howard today. Repping, repping, repping the, uh, the best school in the nation. Um, but yeah, again, this is the Hugh Knows Best Pod, a place for uh, black people, uh, people of color, uh, underprivileged, and upperly mobile black people to uh, learn uh, different uh, hacks so that they can, uh, you know, move forward and move the culture forward and then pay it forward. Um, but, you know, talk about regular life stuff. So uh, today's episode, we'll be discussing uh, travel, uh, the best ways to do it as an entrepreneur, uh, how to save money, how to, you know, avoid uh, spending a bag just to go experience the world. Um, and then, you know, I have something special for y'all at the end of the episode. So um, we'll get started. First, I want to introduce Leah Castleberry. Hey. Hey, y'all. Uh, one of my uh, fellow Howard Bison. Uh, so, Leah, tell, tell the, uh, the audience a little bit about yourself. Hey, everybody. First, thank you, Hugh, for having me on the podcast today. Um, I am born and raised on the south side of Chicago. Everybody who knows me knows that I'm a proud south sider, proud Chicagoan. Um, Chicago is my home base always, but I do love to travel, and I'm not afraid to hop on a plane or jump in a car. We'll talk about that, too. Um, and go visit other places. Um, for the last eight years, I have worked in tech, primarily um, working on equitable and inclusive product development, um, but I'm also an entrepreneur, so I always have some new projects boiling. Um, I have a coloring book series, Coloring the African Diaspora, that really was largely uh, birthed out of my uh, view of myself as a global citizen, and so I'm excited to talk more about that and how travel has really uh, shaped who I am and my view as a member of the global community as a whole. Hey, sounds dope as hell to me. Um, so Leah, as an entrepreneur, uh, and just in general, how do you approach travel? Yeah, so um, that's a really good question. I think um, going back to having the global mindset and thinking of yourself as a member of a more broader community is important. Um, I was raised by a single dad who was a musician and music really opened up his world for him um, and in his travels he introduced me and gave me kind of that travel spirit as well. Um, so I really love traveling both domestically and internationally um, but I try to do that thoughtfully and consciously um, and mindfully. Um, I think it's important to really before you go somewhere and as you're there learn more about the history of that place the culture of that place take time like yeah turn up have fun have a good time but also learn about what is the experience of the people who are there you know what is the lifestyle what is the history what is the culture and really immerse yourself in that so i try to live by that and see what i can do um to help support however I can, whether that be support, supporting the local economy, supporting, you know, I'm always looking for the black-owned businesses. How can I support other black-owned businesses, the local economy, um, small business owners that are in the community, not just um, folks who, you know, in many places may be exploiting the community in the travel industry. That's a whole other conversation in terms of um, the way some resorts may be operated in other countries and um, what they may be doing um, or not doing for the people who they hire. Um, but I try to be mindful of those things. For sure. I mean, it, it's interesting that you say, like, you're being having a father that was a musician, that kind of opened you up to a world of travel. Uh, my dad, like I mentioned before, was a singer. So mm -hmm. we had to travel for, like, whatever church gigs he may have. Um, as a kid, I don't remember a lot of them. I just remember going to be on the road a lot. Um, but that global mindset, um, you know, I think a lot of people don't really understand like how good we have it as Americans. Um, but like looking at the world at a broader scope, um, mm -hmm. I was very humbled. My like, I just started traveling a lot out of the country when I turned thirty. Um, so for my thirtieth birthday, I went to. 
uh, Europe for two weeks. And that was during the election season. So uh, when Trump was getting elected, everybody mm-hmm. was asking me about, right. hey, who do you think is going to win? Who's going to win? Da, da, da. Mm-hmm. And I would be like, y'all care about that? Yeah. I've never cared about what's going on in another country. And so it kind of humbled me a lot to understand, like, the world is watching and you need to be more aware of what's going on and how that affects the entire global economy, the whole global aspect of, you know, decisions that are being made in each and every country. Absolutely. Uh, for sure. Uh, now, getting back to the fact that you are an entrepreneur, uh, we have some of your coloring books here. Yes, um, yes. If you want to show Let me the show the people. This is some of the books in my coloring book series, Coloring the African Diaspora. For sure, for sure. Uh, so, you know, as an entrepreneur, um, you know, we 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 want to travel, right? And I think a lot of times you have to navigate expenses from that, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, when you're traveling, how do you think about, like, what, what is your approach as far as making sure that uh, maybe you are able to write this off of your business or uh, make sure that you're being mindful of income and revenues that you have to go travel to go get sometimes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so I will say I'm not an accountant. I'm not a CPA. Consult your tax professional, okay, on how you can, For sure. you know, make the best of your um your your bookkeeping and your tax write-off experience as an entrepreneur if you are an entrepreneur but i will say um even um going back to it so i i've I've had a long experience of working in corporate for the past eight years or so and so um even when for a long time i was both doing my entrepreneurial projects while working full-time in tech and so my um entrepreneurial projects have been yeah a a revenue stream but also a way of feeding my spirit and so i'm always motivated to continue advancing it however i can so whenever i knew i had a a trip coming up for work Mm -hmm. whatever city i was traveling to um or if i have like a birthday trip i'm going to for some of my friends or you know whatever the the case may be personal or professional travel i i ask myself okay how can i make this beneficial to my business what partnerships can I establish um, with new, um, with other businesses in the community, whether that be, like in the case of the coloring books, placing them in new museums in the local area or um, working with uh, local schools or something like that, or community work. Sometimes I donate books. If I, if I have an organization in mind that is doing good work, I may donate some books as well, which you know can be beneficial from a tax perspective. Um, but I always think about that. And sometimes that may lead to um, actually um, extending my trip a little bit and having maybe it's after my my official work day for my corporate job is done I'm having these meetings right I'm networking I'm meeting with people um, I'm you know following up on leads that I may have attempted to establish before I got there um, but also making sure that when you're doing that you're documenting these things you're documenting these meetings what did you talk about you're keeping the receipts um, and you know, keeping a good record um, so that your financial professionals can help you understand um, what those tax write-offs may be. Yeah, for sure. Uh, as someone that you know works in tech as well, um, I recently created my LLC at the suggestion of my <laughs> accountant mm-hmm. um, because you know he's like, you're making all this money, but you're you're doing entrepreneurial things. You're um, you know, you're working from home. There are so many things you can write off, even your Absolutely. travel. And I was like, my travel? He was like, yeah. And so I think a lot of people may or may not know this, but when you're traveling, uh, one, create you an LLC um, in your name, Absolutely. whatever. Um, it doesn't necessarily have to be a business, but create this LLC. And uh, a tip I would say is to make sure that you are um, maybe traveling on weekends or weekdays, make sure that you're traveling on business days, but if you have a specific business in a business case, you may be, you know, finesse traveling on weekends. Uh, you know, make sure that you're writing off dinners uh, with, you know, fellow business professionals or customers or clients that you may have. Take them out to lunch, go to dinner, take a picture, upload it to QuickBooks. Yes. Uh, whatever tax app you may have, and then uh, make sure if you don't have clients or customers or uh, entrepreneurial friends 
uh, to work with our business partners in that area. It's easy to go on Eventbrite. They're always like uh, networking events that are going on in each and every city. Get the Eventbrite ticket, go to the event for maybe an hour out of your day. Uh, make sure you keep the ticket documented. Now you've written off that as a business expense. So, um, you know, on the back end, you, you're getting that money back. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it, it's very important that you understand all of your tax implications of travel as an entrepreneur um, to make sure that, you know, at the end of the year, if you made six figures, Uncle Sam coming for that money if you don't Absolutely. got write offs. Like, you having a house, donations really ain't going to do a lot for you if, you if you make over a certain level of income. I've had to understand that. Right. Uh, over the last few years. Get your home office deduction. Yeah, <laughs> I'm definitely writing off this house. Um, all right, cool. So um, I want to kind of talk about the, the, the premise of this episode was talk, to talk about um, how to travel on a budget. So from a general perspective, I think everybody needs to understand what peak season is. Like if you want to travel to the Caribbean, you probably want to travel during rainy season. I wouldn't go at the peak of hurricane season, but like if I'm going to the Caribbean, I'm probably in the Caribbean right now um, because it's hurricane season. You don't want to go uh, to the Caribbean early in the year um, after November because that's when most people go <laughs> to the Caribbean because it's not hurricane season. Um, so understand where you're traveling, where's peak season, what what's the seasonality of that area. Um, if you're in if you're in Africa, it's actually cold when it's hot here. So. Um, so it might be beneficial to travel there in the wintertime. Um, I think that's why everybody goes to Ghana now in, for New Year's. In December. Yeah. Um, but just understand that, um, you know, you want to also understand tracks. You want to track, you know, uh, strikes and, you know, gas prices because that's going to hike up uh, flight prices. Um, so and it might cause you delays or whatever, which we'll get into how that, how you can finesse those delays into, you know, cheaper flights down the line. Um, and then to that point, like if your flight is delayed or canceled, understanding what your rights are as a customer. Um, so like, hey, I'm a customer, you have certain policies in place that if my flight is um, canceled or delayed due to something other than weather, you have to compensate me. Mm -hmm. Now, hey, use that how you want to use that uh, to book your next flight, right? Um, now, if you're once you're in this specific area, buy local markets. Go to um, the local corner stores or bodegas or whatever they may be called in different areas. Um, so that that would be my suggestion there. Um, and then I would become a member of someone's. Sky Miles Club or whatever because I don't know how much money I've saved over the last three four years by having Delta Sky Club because I used to always be always buy food in in the airport one because you know either I'm traveling I was living in California I was traveling across country so I was gonna be on a plane for five hours or what have you um, but having that ability to go and sit somewhere and eat breakfast or eat uh, lunch or dinner um, and not have to pay for it, that's, that's money back in your pocket um, that you know you really probably aren't paying for that. Um, or it won't be noticeable, the overall money that you would have spent if you travel a lot. Um, so that's just something to keep in mind. Now, when it comes to flying, there are different ways to go, there's different ways to skin a cat, as they say. Um, find a friend, that's a, there's a lot of people that are flight attendants. Um, so try to get on somebody's buddy pass. I know when I was in college, um, I had an aunt uh, that worked for Delta. Uh, so I used to fly back and forth from school on her buddy pass. Eventually I got tired of doing that. So that, you know, that's the low hanging fruit um, because you, get, you might get stuck. Tell them why you, get, why you got tired of it. Because uh, I kept uh, getting bumped. Uh, you're not on this flight. You're on standby. You're on standby. Uh, it's not fun. Uh, anybody that's ever done standby, you know what I mean. Um, now, this is something that I've recently started doing. Um, you can do the pay later payment plans. Not because you don't have the money, but uh, somebody asked me about this the other day, like, why are you doing payment plans if you have the money? Well, if I spend $3,000 on the trip to Europe or where, what have you, and I could have just spread that out, that's 20 something 
like two thousand some odd dollars that I still have in my pocket to invest somewhere else, and that's monthly payments over time that I'm not really worried about the additional interest. Um, so, just from a budgetary standpoint, if you're trying to keep your budget um, intact and you have to do a flight, you can always pay later. Um, they have, and now uh, I just seen it on uh, Apple Pay. We can pay later on Apple Pay. Uh, so, those are things to take into account. Um, I'm gonna stop saying um. I got feedback for one of my friends. I said, um, a lot. Uh, so I would say open a travel card. Um, I use I have Delta and American Airlines uh, because I was flying out of California um, and going to certain places. So think about doing that uh, to you know reduce your expenses because the more flights you buy, uh, the more miles you get, which then you can now not use money. Uh, I've definitely uh, booked flights. Uh, for me or other people that need to fly somewhere for me uh, Using my miles that's that's money not out of my pocket because I've traveled so much and then There are other ways to like keep track of these these peaks and valleys of prices uh, So like using hopper or Google alerts those are definitely useful for understanding where pricing is uh, especially if you're trying to book a flight that book a trip that's way out in the future then there's secret flying um so i use secret flying to fly to rome for eight days uh, it was a round trip flight back in 2018 300 now with that then they there may come along a long layover i know some people have heard of mondo uh that's another website that where you can look for you know the best flight deal that you're going to get uh, so I would use one of those two, either secret flying if you just if you don't have a specific place you're trying to go to, but you do want to go out. So that's a website. It's actually an Instagram page. Oh, okay. Okay. So, yeah. I'm not familiar, so I'm learning something. Yeah. So secret flying, secret dot flying on Instagram uh, will tell you about flights from different cities that you can book that are really cheap. I think yep. I saw something on to Thailand or something for like seven hundred dollars earlier today when I was looking at uh, the page. Now, something that I've also done is use my travel for work to um, necessary to like facilitate a cheaper flight because if I'm flying somewhere, uh, I would definitely try to fly out of that city if it's closer or uh, a cheaper flight. But also, if you have clients from a business perspective, I've done this. I used in 2019. I knew that I had some things going on in Chicago. And I used travel here for work to accommodate those other things that I I wanted to do. Now I definitely do that. That was above that was it was above board. There wasn't anything, you know, sneaky or um, against policy. But I knew I needed to come to Chicago in September. I had this travel. I could travel here to see clients or you know come see um, my fellow coworkers out here. I waited until September to come to Chicago. And what you do in your downtime off work is your business, right? So. Your business, right. <laughs> um, and I've definitely, like, extended my trip. Like, I, when I had to go to um, Vegas last year for our sales conference, my round trip flight was from work. But right. I extended my trip. Absolutely. Because I was going to the Kirk Franklin concert. So, Love it. Um, so, you know, get get creative. Um, but, yeah, those are that, that's something as far as flying. Now, when you get to a destination, it... It's kind of hard to like avoid spending money, uh, especially if you're not from the area and don't know anyone. Now, I know everybody that grew up in the 90s, 2000s, seen the movie Hostel. In Europe, and pretty much any other country, hostels are actually very nice. Uh, so when I stayed in Europe um, in 2016 and 2018, I used Hostel World, which is an app, and I booked my stays at, in hostels. And these hostels were better than some hotels. Um, so like understand what a hostel looks like. Um, and don't don't look at it as the movie or it's some, you know, bug infested, rat infested area. It, it's not. Some of these hostels are very nice. Uh, they're very central. Like I know when I stayed in Milan, uh, I stayed in downtown Milan in a hostel. And it was very nice. It happened, actually happened to be a local bar as well so when you come in as a guest they feed you 
a meal. They also have food upstairs, like whatever's left over from that night. They leave upstairs <laughs> for you to reheat if you want to eat. But you get to hang out with the locals. So I think for, from my perspective, that's always like a dope thing to do. Use your miles to book lodging. Do not spend money if you don't. If you have extra miles, then understand how your miles are going to work. Yes. Because me using 50,000 miles doesn't affect me, you know, moving to the Platinum again next year. Those are just dead miles that are there. So use them um, as you need to. Also sign up for alerts. I know people hate emails and spam. I just move things into a folder that I don't need to read. But if I'm if I'm going to travel, I'm for sure, I, I want to know when there's some deals going on. Like I still get uh, emails from the Phoenician because I've stayed in Phoenician <laughs> um, in, Vegas. in Vegas about this special discounts. And I've definitely stayed in the Phoenician for way less than what it costs to stay in the Venetian. And those are some of the perks of booking like directly through the hotel as yep. opposed through some of the travel sites. For sure, for sure. Um, also, compare compare your, your different things. Sometimes Airbnb is going to be cheaper. Um, I know I hate fees, but sometimes it just, if, if it's something really going on, I don't think a lot of times people understand, like these Airbnb hosts, not all of them are aware of all the events that are going on in the city. So like I know uh, as someone that was going back and forth to Atlanta, sometimes I would stay in Airbnb, sometimes I would stay in a hotel, depending on which one was cheaper for me mm-hmm. um, for that weekend. Now, this is, you know, don't use people, but if you have a friend <laughs> that works for the Marriott Hilton, there are a lot of those everywhere. Oh, yes. The family and friends. Family and friends. It's <laughs> a death. Um, you know, I'm I'm sad that I lost my family and friends. Um, Tragic. <laughs> but, you know, as is life. Um, but, yeah, make sure, you know, if you know somebody that can get you into a hotel uh, for cheap and you cool with staying in the Marriott or Hilton. I know Drake said I ain't never stayed there. I stayed there. <laughs> I stayed there, too. I don't care. <laughs> do not care. Um, do not let websites track your location. Uh, because they will know that you are traveling <laughs> to somewhere and they will the, the, the AI will hike up your prices absolutely um, but again with same thing with flights understand peak season if you know what peak season is book well in advance uh, or um, you know try to avoid yes. try to avoid booking last minute definitely all. book early yeah. <laughs> book early that's that's my main tip hack for traveling book early and if you have like i'm a southwest girl i'm in chicago i'm on the south side i like flying in and out of midway airport it's convenient i don't have to go all the way to o'hare some people don't like midway some people don't like southwest and that's fine you do you i like southwest you know i got my rapid rewards i get my points and so that's another thing don't try to save your points you mentioned that because a company could change their policy at any point in time and if they decide that you don't have your points anymore then that's up to them so don't be trying to save your points but um yeah i a lot of times on southwest i'll go on their low fare calendar i'll look at the whole month like just what's cheap Mm -hmm. um i might book a round trip flight for under 200 um and then i can also use previous credits from flights because now southwest their credits never expire so you can always use your southwest credits at any point in time um there's no they ended that maybe six months ago or so where they used to have an expiration date, mm-hmm. but now they last indefinitely. Um, and a lot of times, honestly, I book first and I think about the rest later. You know, I'm not necessarily, I'm like, well, I'm going to book it. If somebody wants to come along, great. But I'm going regardless, you know. Um, yeah, as someone that traveled to Europe for my 30th by myself, I told my friends, hey, I'm going. If y'all come, I love it. If not, I came out my mama by myself. I'm leaving by myself. I'm cool traveling by myself. If you are waiting on somebody every time you want to do something or go somewhere, then you're just going to be waiting. You're yeah, going to be waiting. And sure. so if there's something you want to do, something you want to experience, <laughs> go ahead and do it. But with Southwest, you know, if you cancel it, you get your two free check bags. If you cancel the trip, then you get the credit. It sits in your account and it never expires. So if you're a person who likes to travel, you're going to use it eventually. So um, I always use my credits first before I go and put my credit card in and charge it for a new flight. So that's one of the ways that I definitely um, save. And one of the things you talked about earlier was um, 
the knowing the airline policies. So um, definitely keep in mind because I've had this happen to me. If they damage your bag in any way, or um, take a picture. Yeah, take they'll picture they'll pay for either the repair. They'll get you a new bag, or you know, if you um, for whatever reason something inside your luggage is damaged. I landed in New Orleans a few a few months ago, and it was raining really bad, and everything in my luggage was wet. And I had a formal event that I had to go to. And so if you have to go shopping and buy new clothes for whatever reason, up to a certain certain amount, they will reimburse you um, for the damages. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I flew to Vegas last year for my sales conference, and somehow my bag exploded open. They had to give me a new bag. Um, wow. So, yeah, there are definitely policies around that. And I would always suggest taking a picture of your bag. Take a picture. That's before, the first thing. Take a picture. Before you get on the plane um, because I've seen my bag after before I gave it to him right it's like it did not look like this I was like what was y'all doing was y'all having a wrestling match with my bag or something what were y'all doing um and so I think yeah I'm, I'm not a big southwest person unless it's a quick you're trip. from Georgia well so not even that I was in California for seven years yeah. it wasn't really it's just that's some, just not you you know what it is, and I've been called this. I've been called bougie. Once I had like Delta Comfort in first class, I need my seat no, to I be get a certain it. level of comfort. I get and it. I'm long, so like I need leg room. Yeah, like I'm five feet tall, so the leg but, room thing is not as much of it. But there is a hack to make sure that you get in the front. Just tell them that you have a medical, <laughs> a medical issue in Southwest. I always say, tell them, because oh. I actually do have tendonitis in my left knee. Not, not enough to necessarily need to get on the flight first, but I definitely pre-board. If I don't, <laughs> if I don't get in the, in the high A's, I'm definitely walking up to the gate and being like, I need to pre-board. Well, I'm A-list, so I'm always in the A. Yes, yeah, I ain't fly, know, fly, I, I try, fly. I fly, try, fly that uh, frequently with them. So. Yeah, okay. And then, so we, we talked about this a little bit earlier, like before we got on here. You've been to 38 states out of 50. Mm-hmm. over your lifetime i think i said i've been to 32 okay right um so i think a lot of times people don't understand that also like booking your flights to domestically just to go see a place for a couple of days that's going to raise the miles real sure. quick um and get you those rewards so you know if you export like i know everybody wants to they you got the passport bros you got the, the passport snobs yes, if you didn't use yes. your passport I got all the stamps absolutely yeah that's cool but the United States is a very big country yes it is um, and a lot of dope places mm-hmm. um, you know I told you some of those states I ain't trying to go to that you've been um, but like somewhere like Montana like have you seen I haven't been to Montana yet that's one of the ones like, I haven't been to like I've seen like ranches or like these nice houses very picturesque yes it's very dope looks very dope i've heard great things about montana for sure i don't know how you fly to montana like, i'm sure they have airports i don't know if they have i don't know if they have like direct flights though and i have a thing about non-stop flights. and i probably if i make it to montana it's probably going to be in a car and not on an airplane because you know i think with you know, people you sleeping walk. on people sleeping on the domestic travel. Like I am a, and this is not for everybody, but I'm a person who likes road trips. Like I like seeing the U.S. by car. It's not for everybody, and you have to know who you're traveling with and be traveling with people that you actually like and trust, mm-hmm. right? Um, to be drivers and to share that driving time with you and be trapped in the car with them for those many many hours. But um, I think driving across the United States uh, well I'll say this when I was a kid um, my dad so I mentioned my dad's a single dad he drove me all across the United States Mm -hmm. so I got to see a lot of the US by car growing up and the cool thing is about that you get to see different states all along the way you get to see stop and see different um, museums and um, cultural sites and recently I've really gotten into like national parks I'm in, on this thing about um, exploring different national parks and so versus like getting on a plane and you're going only to that destination you still have the ultimate destination but you can kind of make a trip out of seeing other places along the way too which I really appreciate yeah that makes sense as someone that's drove across country twice I'm good <laughs> like I drove from DC to San Diego 
when I first moved to California and then from Oakland back to uh, Columbus, Georgia, not Atlanta because I'm not from Atlanta. Um, and yeah, I don't know that anybody over six feet tall should be in the car for extended periods of time. Shout out to my boy Mike for riding with me from California to Dallas. Uh, but yeah, I have like, I got like a max four hours in me. No, I hear you. I hear you. But also, like, you're not just, it's not a drive straight through. Like, it's yeah. meant to be scenic, stopping along the way, getting out, walking around, seeing things, doing things. Don't get me wrong, it is a lot of time in the car. But um, it's also, you know, it's good if you if you if you're into that kind of thing i highly recommend it so speaking to that like domestically what's the place that you enjoyed the most so what was your favorite place domestically um well new orleans is a place that i visit very often right i'm always down there um i have um my grandmother and her family are from there originally. I, I spent a lot of time there growing up. Um, so I really love New Orleans. Beautiful city culturally. Also great in the winter when it's cold in Chicago to get away and go down to New Orleans. But I'll say um, for my 30th, I actually went to the International Hot Air Balloon Fiesta in Albuquerque, New Mexico. The 50th annual. Um, and that, I think, is probably one of the most memorable travel experiences I've ever had domestically or internationally um, and you know seeing the hot air balloons and um, just all the things surrounding the, the festival and that was really my first time visiting the southwest United States um, and it's very different you forget like regionally how different every part of the country really is like sure. just from how how everything looks it was like wow am I am I in another country it kind of feels like that sometimes so um, that was a, a memorable experience for me. What about you? Domestically, I mean, this is going to sound cliche. I love Houston. <laughs> um, the fellas that are on here, y'all know why, why I love Houston. You don't want to share why you love Houston? Nah, it's, it's just a great place. Okay, Houston's it's a great place. A, shout a great out place. to H-Town. Yeah, shout out to H-Town. Um, but uh, San Diego's dope. I used to live in San Diego, but like visiting San Diego, uh, you're right there by the border. So going to Mexico. Um, I, I think that San Diego has the best food per capita mm. in the state of California. Wow. Um, like, because there's such an influx of Southern people, but then you have the cultural food of, you have Asian culture, you have mm -hmm. uh, Latino culture. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so like the food is very flavorful down there mm -hmm. um, and it's reasonably priced. Like, San Diego, you know, it has its flaws, but from a food perspective and the, like, views, it's probably the best city, like, major city in California, at least from a travel perspective. Yeah, like, I'll definitely food. travel for food. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, now, what about internationally, though? Internationally. Um, I love Negril, Jamaica. I spent a lot of time there as well. Um, I probably need to visit some other places and, you know, not always go to the same place. I do travel to other places too, but if I get a chance, if it's cheap, I'm going in the grill because it's just, I love the beach. I'm a beach girl. Um, it's quiet. It's peaceful. I love the blackness. I love the culture. I love the food. Um, and every time I go down there, I feel like I'm able to really rest, recover, rejuvenate. I always come back feeling refreshed. So I love Negril. Um, yeah, so that might also be kind of cliche because it's the Caribbean is kind of close. Also, I can get a I can get a domestic flight from Chicago to Montego Bay one way, no layovers, and be in paradise in. Four hours, like I like. You know, I can't um, beat that. I feel you. You know, I've been to Jamaica twice, uh, on the grill specifically. Uh, first time, not so great. Second time was a movie. Uh, if you follow <laughs> me on Instagram, <laughs> I was in the grill in that castle. Um, shout out to my homegirl Marty. Um, but I would say my favorite place uh, thus far mm -hmm. is probably. It's a, it's a tie, but for different reasons. Uh, I would say Madrid, and everybody's like, you don't like Barcelona? I'm a city dude, and 
Barcelona is very touristy. It's very, if it, because I went, and maybe it's because of the time I went. Um, I went at the end of October, so it wasn't like warm. Oh, okay. But I didn't really love Barcelona. I loved Barcelona. But I loved Madrid. And I think it was my experience staying in my hostel. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's a city. Yeah. Like, and I, and I, you know, love the vibe. But the other one, now that was a solo trip. Solo trip. But, Phuket? Thailand. Thailand. Food, cheap. Now, it's, it's a it's a beast getting there. Yeah. Um, How long is that about that flight? Whew, that was, I want to say, four, and I was flying from California, so that was like 14 hours, maybe 18. I don't remember it. I knew I flew Korean Air to South Korea and then had a layover and then flew to uh, Phuket. Um, but it was worth it. Oh, yeah. Again, shout out to Marty. Um, get you a friend that knows how to plan her birthdays uh, or, or his birthdays uh, you know so that was that was dope uh, for me for sure but from a from a bucket list perspective where are you trying to go um I want to go to Egypt and see the pyramids okay like that's you high up on list. I mean that may probably will happen but okay. you know I mean I really want to go to Egypt I want to see the great pyramids um I still haven't been to London Okay. I want to get to London, um, and I want to go to South Africa. Yeah. I want to go to South Africa. Um, it was one of my regrets of Howard. A lot of people, when I was at Howard, um, did study abroad in Cape Town, um, and just I came back and had amazing experiences um, with, um, I think it was an exchange with the University of Western Cape, and um, they just had an amazing time, and so it's been on my travel list since then. So, And I want to go hiking on Table Mountain. Hey, so. for you students that's following, for sure. Do the exchange programs. Uh, do not let those opportunities uh, slide by you. Yes. For sure. Um, I would, if I could go back and do it, I would have definitely like studied abroad. I have so many friends that studied abroad in college. Um, so yeah, that that's definitely. That's a. That's a quick. That's a quick way to like. See it. See the world. Yeah. Because, pro tip: if you get to Europe, it's like forty dollars. 40 euro to fly anywhere else in Europe except for Greece. Greece or take the euro rail. Yeah, like once you get to Europe, just get to Europe. So yeah. like if you're if your plan is to travel to Europe, here's a pro tip: find the cheapest flight to somewhere in Europe, round trip from wherever you are, and then go wherever else you want to go. Yeah. Because that's on went, my bucket list too. Yeah, because when I did my my golden birthday, uh, the reason I I wanted to go to uh, London. Mm-hmm. But it was cheaper to fly to Barcelona. So I stopped. That's why I went to Barcelona first, gotcha. right? So I did Barcelona, Madrid, London, Amsterdam, Milan, Florence. Oh, you had a whole tour. two weeks. It was two weeks. Um, now, when I, what I will say is I did not plan that effectively. And you flew to all those places? Uh, no. So or you I, took the train? I flew to Barcelona, took the train to Madrid, flew to um, London, flew to Amsterdam from London, flew from Amsterdam to Milan, took the train to Florence flew back to Barcelona. So don't sleep on taking a train in Europe because it's not like here. So they have a thing called the Euro, what is it called? The Euro Pass. Oh yeah. The Euro Rail Pass where basically you can travel and it's not, it's open to only people who are not from Europe. So if you're visiting Europe, you can get this pass and you pay a certain amount and then you can travel anywhere in Europe to any cities on the train and they have sleeper cars, they have like restaurants on the train, they have all types of stuff on that train and you can go, it's a very cheap way to travel around yeah. Europe too. Every time I go to Europe, I go somewhere else. Like when I went in, um, in 2018, we flew into Rome, flew over to Paris for a couple of days, flew down, flew over to Venice and then took the train back down to Rome from, from Venice to Milan to Florence back to Rome. Like, once, you, once you're in Europe, the world's your oyster. Right. It's getting to Europe uh, and understanding when, when, to, when to fly over there. Yeah, but not traveling, not doing the study abroad was definitely one of my main regrets as well. Um, but I did have a chance to do some um, smaller trips. So, like, a lot of schools also have these, like, immersion experiences that might be a couple of weeks or, like, over spring break or over the summer that you can do that may not be a full semester. Um, and actually, um, one of the ways that I got a chance to really do see a lot of Asia, so China, Japan, Korea, 
was through um, funded travel programs that are for um, young adults or graduate students. So even though I didn't have that experience in undergrad, um, there are programs out there. So I traveled to um, China and Japan on two different trips um, with the Congressional Black Caucus. Um, and this was funded by the United States Congress and their counterparts in those respective countries. Um, and I also did that um, going to Korea. And I spent like months in Asia with this curated, you know, um, itinerary to really experience the culture. And so highly recommend, like those things do exist and definitely take advantage of those. Dope, dope. Yeah. All right, we're gonna pivot to like, like we've talked about all this travel, right? Mm -hmm. I think a lot of times people travel and they overpack. Oh, I, I'm for sure overpacking. I'm a chronic overpacker like, too. I, I take however many, I take an outfit for every day I'm there plus <laughs> maybe I don't want to wear that, like right. two or three Gotta outfits. Have options. Right. Like for I'm for sure an overpacker. Um but I wanna know like what are your must haves? Like like if no matter what, this gotta be in, in, in your in your luggage. Yeah, so um I always so especially if I'm traveling internationally, I always have a photocopy of my passport that is inside of so if my, my passport is with me on my person or on my in my carry on bag, my um, copy of my passport may be in my luggage. So that if I need it, I have an like something that yeah, shows awesome. right. And I also have a picture of it saved in my phone or like emailed to myself so that if any point I need to pull up a picture of my passport and prove that I am who I am, I have something um, there that I can use. Um, something that a lot of people don't really think about from a safety perspective, having a carbon monoxide detector. So there are travel carbon monoxide detectors that you can have because, you know, when you're traveling, even within the U.S., this is a good precaution to take, but especially internationally because they don't necessarily have the same regulations that we have here in the United States for hotels or the hostels or wherever you might be staying for carbon monoxide so just to you know be safe that's something i highly recommend um yeah i think the, there was a thing last year where these people the black people died in mexico yeah it's really monoxide. sad like people still pass away from carbon monoxide poisoning and it's something that is preventable um you can't smell it you can't like there are no warning signs and so if you don't have something or if there's not something in place to like tell you that there's danger in that way then you just won't know yeah my mom tried to kill us on thanksgiving uh this past thanksgiving uh she had so we have a gas stove in the house i bought for her and she had been used to cooking on a electric stove and i've been going so this is like one of the first oh, this is gonna be the last thanksgiving she was cooking for me before i moved away mm -hmm. and she had been cooking all day when I flew in. She cooked all day when I the next day, and so I come in the house, and I'm chilling in my in the back of my office, and I'm I feel sleepy and oh, I felt no. nauseous. Oh no! And I thought it was maybe like because I had bought a hookah and I'm smoking my hookah in my back the back of the house, and as I'm about to fall asleep. Oh no! no. And see, that's a that's a bad sign. You going to sleep too? It's making yeah. you sleepy. Yeah, so uh, get your carbon monoxide detectors in your house. Make sure they're working. Yeah, check them. Check your fire detector too yeah. while you're at it. Check all the batteries. If you want to use a gas stove, open up some windows or put an air purifier in. Something, do something. Don't 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 die. That was that's completely tangential to what we're talking about today. But don't yeah, die. Safety first. <laughs> yeah, safety first. Yeah, I, I think for me, like again, overpacking. But I these are like I yeah, I need I need, I need my beats like. I, I can't travel without headphones. Like, yes. if I'm on the plane, headphones. I gotta have my headphones. Uh, I might go run. And a playlist. Yeah. Fire playlist you know, on deck. Gotta have a fire <laughs> playlist. Um, but yeah, like, I go for runs in whatever country I'm in a lot of times, uh, if it's safe. Right. Um, or wherever I am domestically. So, like, I need my headphones to work out. Um, I have, a, I wear my Apple Watch, but I also always take a regular watch. If anybody, if you know me, like, I love watches. And so, I like to be able to, like, if I'm going to something nice or, like, dress up, I need to have a nice watch. I can't wear Apple Watch to, like, a nice dinner. It just, Do it you does. put your watch, your nice watch, in your carry-on or in your pack luggage? So, all my jewelry and my watches, anything expensive is on me at all times. Pro tip. Yeah. Do not put your stuff in your luggage. No. Uh, only thing I put in my luggage I can't talk about uh, on, on this podcast. <laughs> uh, I always take a Zycam 
because if you're on the plane, you need to, maybe need a little bit of a booster. You feel in that little bit of cold. You don't got you don't you don't have a chance, especially if you're abroad. You don't you don't know where the pharmacy is. I keep Zycam only. Like if somebody tell me they got a cough or a sniffle, here you go. Please, <laughs> Please don't breathe on me. Uh, I always have my shade butter. Pro tip. If you don't know this, when you're going through TSA, if you have a butter or something like that, and they're like, oh, we got to confiscate that, just say medical. You ain't got to explain nothing. Just say medical. They're going to wipe you down. They're going to pat you down. But you can carry on your shea butter. I don't. I, I do not pack my shea butter in my luggage. Uh, any of my hair products, I say I have dermatitis. Like, <laughs> they... they like and I learned this traveling to Europe. I had a shea butter and they were they actually had thrown it in the trash. But I was googling real fast because I was like, bro, that, I just bought that shea butter. And I walked up. I was like, well, that's for medical purpose. They was like, why don't you just say that? We just right. gotta wipe it down. So, ladies, with your hair products, fellas, whatever, your beard oil, just tell them it's a medical need because uh, they can't do anything about it. Do not forget your underwear. I have traveled multiple times and left my underwear in the house. I have never done that. And I don't know how as, you do that. As a black man buying underwear in a foreign country, <laughs> and I'm not a little dude, the drawers is too small for me. Um, so make sure you always put your underwear in your carry-on. Yes, put them in your carry-on. If nothing else, at least have one pair in your yeah. carry-on because if I'm your bag gets lost, yeah, that's another thing. If your bag gets lost and you land wherever you land, you need your essentials. Yeah, and that includes your underwear. And that yeah, that includes your <laughs> comfy shoes. If you're gonna be walking around a lot, yeah. If you like, especially if you're in Europe. Every time I go to Europe, I was talking to somebody about this the other day. I actually lose weight or maintain weight even though I eat a lot. Yeah. Because you walk so much right. in Europe. Um, so definitely have comfy shoes. Do not. And a lot of their roads are not paved when you walk in. Up. They're old. Yeah. So old. make sure you have some shoes with some traction so you don't fall and, you know, have, have an incident. Um, have a credit card with no transaction fees. Now, this is a good way to get points. If you, even if you got the money, every time you pay the card off. Hey, I'm gonna use my card and I'm gonna pay it. Absolutely, because, that's general in yeah, life. <laughs> yeah, because paying them ATM fees. Finance hat. Yeah, like I don't, I don't have time. I need leg room on flights. Again, I'm six one and some change. I'll, just, I'll be conservative. My knees hurt. I can't, I can't have my knees touching somebody's seat, back of their seat. I can't do it. Uh, your passport, for sure, need your passport. Um, I have global entry. So I keep that card in my wallet. I have a passport. A lot of times I don't walk out the hotel, but I'll put that in the safe. But I'll have my global entry card on me because that's my identification. And if I'm going to get on the plane, if I'm going anywhere, I don't do lines. I don't do lines in regular Pre-check. life. Pre-check, clear, global entry. There's an app where you can upload your picture and all your information when you're coming back in the country. I'll, I'll, I'll put that somewhere for y'all. I can't think of the app right now, but definitely use that so that you can walk through the line and move on about your business and not be standing there. Hey, if you're traveling with me and you don't have these things, I will meet you at the gate or I will meet you at baggage plane. Absolutely. I, I will save you a seat at the gate. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm you, not you going with you because you I'm not yourself. taking my shoes off. Now, I'm a germaphobe. So I'm not taking my shoes off. Like, you know, people are walking around with their sandals. They walk around barefoot through the airport. I'm not doing that. So on that same point, with your underwear, your your carry-on, have a pair of socks, too. Keep a pair of socks. Um, I know COVID is not as bad as it was, but I always have my hand sanitizer and my wipes. I'm wiping. I'm that girl. I'm wiping off my chair on the airplane. I am. I'm her. I'm that girl. And I'm not ashamed of it because even before COVID, I have gotten extremely sick mm-hmm. while traveling. And I think it just made me remember like, oh, yeah, there are other things out here besides COVID that could get yeah. you sick while traveling could on an airplane. Breathing, yeah. coughing, like, sneezing. No. Like somebody, I feel like somebody coughed on my the back of my neck. Yeah. And, and recently, if and they're behind me, sick. I always think it's on my neck either way. Like, why are you coughing on me? It just. Cover your mouth. 
it's nasty. You know, some people are nasty. And so, you know, take care of yourself. Protect your health. If you have any prescriptions, vitamins, don't put them in your check bag. Put them in your carry-on. I know that seems obvious, but people do that all the time. Yeah. Um, and I'm also a person who also has either some kind of pain relief, whether it's a Tylenol or ibuprofen and some Dramamine because I'm, I'm that girl who gets sick, you know, from motion sickness in a car, on a bus, on a boat, on a plane. So if you need some drama me every now and then, you know, I keep a little travel size on me. So that's yeah, another I'm hack for me. Before we even take off, so I ain't worried about being sick. I feel that. <laughs> like feel I'm that. not. All right, so we're gonna wrap it up. Um, I do want to make sure that again we we promote uh, your business. Yes. Uh, so uh, we have coloring the African diaspora. Yes, yes. Make sure, this is a adult coloring books for you people that are creative. Yes. Or like to, you know, de-stress or what have you. Great stress relief. Uh, for sure. You know, hit up Leah. Uh, Leah, give me your Instagram. Yeah, follow me on Instagram, at Leah Castleberry. Um, it's spelled like it sounds. Um, and you can also find my coloring book page through that, colorinthafricandiaspora.com to order the coloring books. We have four different ones in the series. Um, really excited about the partnerships that we're establishing with schools, museums, and really just um, expanding the power of culturally conscious coloring and stress relief for, for all of us because mental health is important So at all ages. So Yeah, for sure. So, uh, again, thank you guys for joining for this episode of the Hugh Knows Best podcast. Uh, for those of you that are following subscribing to my page uh, on YouTube, uh, I'm going to share a playlist. It's on Apple Music. I'm sorry, you Spotify people. I'll try to figure it out. <laughs> I'm a Spotify person. Yeah, I, don't, I, I, I don't like to use too many apps. I'm going to use the apps that I use, but I will try. I do have a Spotify account, so I will try to get those same songs on Spotify and share it with you Spotify users uh, and also on YouTube music. But uh, I thank y'all for joining today. Uh, y'all be blessed. Y'all be safe. Uh, and, you know, stay out the way. Peace. Peace.